Welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore. And we are your hosts. Yay! And welcome to this week's podcast episode. Um, we're speaking by Zoom. So if we're a little echoey, that's probably why. But we really wanted to um, hear some stories from our wonderful sister, Marilyn Boucher. She's been on before, and she's such a fantastic storyteller. And so we asked that she come back again and share share with us some of her stories um, from down south. She said she came up with some really fun things she wanted to share with you, um, specifically from the Zions National Park area. And um, so we're going to have um, some stories from that today. But first, before we get into that, we wanted to say that she's she was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, currently lives in Springville with her husband and two beautiful children, teenagers now, right? True. And cute fuzzy dog. She's got a poodle mix. Um, she currently is um, co-founder of Mountain Mamas and has helping with so much with that. And then she also helps with a lot of other nonprofits as well. She's a do-gooder, you know, mm-hmm. one of those. philanthropizing <laughs> it up. <laughs> and then Marilyn, her fun fact she wanted to share with you today was she, um, pig wrestling is what you had said. Expound on that. <laughs> yes. I am an official pig wrestler. I have competed. <laughs> okay. Oh, no so I had a group of friends. Christy Thomas, Andrew Beckham, Trisha Jones, all thought for the Spanish Fork Fair, State Fair, whatever they do there, they do a pig wrestling. And it's women's pig wrestling is the event. You all have different sized hog pig (laughs) (laughs) bacon animals that you need to wrestle. And the way it works, you're down in the pit. It's it's all muddy. And you need to lift this huge beast into a barrel. And it's no easy task because they are ginormous. So we're waiting our turn and we are the raggedy Anns. So we are all in red flannel check shirts and our yarn knit braided hair with ribbons and our pink pink circle cheeks. Um, and lipstick and we're in our jeans and we're all ready to go. None of us have, have professionally nor, <laughs> nor amateurly wrestled pigs before, but we are game. <laughs> so we're standing in, to the side waiting for our turn and we're watching, you know, the different groups so that we can get tips and know how to, how to best do it. And okay, we got to, you know, uh, all right, we're going to go all around it and create a circle. And then we're going to reach underneath his haunches and then lift him up. And it's super slippery, right? But we're psyched. We got this. We got this. We have a cheering are crew. Slippery? What are they? Is it just mud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But super wet, slippery mud. Yeah. Um, and we've got a cheering crew in the stands. So we're psyched and we're ready to go. And then they start to play Eye of the Tiger on the, on the set loudspeaker, which is my like go to song. Love it. You know, so I'm even more in the zone. And it's our turn. And they call us out. We get onto the mud. They release the hog. Our hog is substantially bigger than anyone else's that has gone before us. <laughs> I'm, I mean, a solid, you know, oof. these are huge animals. I don't know. They're probably 
you know, they're a hundred pounds, if not more, but ours, ours was a good 20 to 40 more. It was very noticeable that it, the, the, the field was not equal, but no big deal. We're all stars. We got this. We don't have a clue what we're freaking doing. So we, we gather round, we go to like lift him up by his haunches. We miss, we drop him. That's normal. We go again, we miss, we drop him. That's normal. We go again and we've got him. And it's a time thing. I think it's like 30 seconds or, you know, so you're down to the clock, you're down to the wire and we lift him up and we've got him. The, the barrel is, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe three feet high, maybe three and a half. And we go and lift him up, 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 up. And we've got him, we've got him, we've got him. And we're inches away from the rim. No big deal. We got this. And then all of a sudden we hear a, like some otherworldly sound that we could not conceive nor handle. And we're all looking at each other. And I, I think we just started laughing, dying. Um, and we went to reach him, but that, that noise and, and the animal started to like shudder and shake and then leap out of our left out of our arms. And we, and then it was time and we couldn't believe it. We didn't. And it was inconceivable, inconceivable. And then, you know, we go to this, the, the side and we're like, what happened? What was that? No other hog had made this, this otherworldly sound. And my friend Trish is like, Sorry, guys. I think my thumb went up its butthole <laughs> when we were just about to lift it over the rim. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> He's giving him like an enema. <laughs> uh-huh. He was like, oh, my, my prostate is fine. Thank you. <laughs> There's your wrestling tip. Don't stick your thumb up its hole. <laughs> awesome. I have not heard that story. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marilyn. Okay, well, we want to hear your narrow escape from the narrows, you had said. Um, so this is the narrow section of Zions National Park. It's a slot canyon. Um, I remember it being 12 miles long. Um, I had a friend who just did it. She's like, heck no, it's like 20. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about, yeah, your narrow escape. Okay, so the Narrows in Zion, which absolutely has my heart because I went to school in Southern Utah University. Uh, and so in the summers and all year long, we would go down and play in the Red Rock. So that's my jam. The Narrows, if you're doing it top to bottom, which is what this story is, is 16 miles, actually, one six. So it's it's substantial. It's no joke. Um, and I'll tell you to begin. So flash floods... <laughs> As a precursor, flash floods are the most dangerous type of flood uh, because of their destructive power. Obviously, they are a flood, but they're a raging water that is going in between two, you know, concrete major cliffs um, and incredibly unpredictable. And uh, each year uh, in the United States, flash floods, they kill more people than hurricanes. They kill more people than tornadoes or lightning. Like, they're no joke. Wow. Um, so just as a, yeah, and, and the, the water can increase, you know, through those slot canyons in a matter of minutes, you know, from inches to feet, like you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to mess with it, um, can be really, really dangerous. So you need to check that out before starting your trip. So I'll tell you about our trip <laughs> with that in mind. I went in my, I think it was my junior year of university 
And a group of us were staying over the summer. Either we were desperate for cash or desperate to graduate. And we loved to play in the outdoors. So we uh, had decided to go and do top to bottom. A few people, a few of the guys in our group had done it before. It was This was my first time. And we set out on this trip. I remember we you need to stage a vehicle by Chamberlain Ranch, which is up at the top. And this was probably 20 years ago. So no permits or anything were required yet. You would just go, whatever. And college students, who cares? You know, we rule the world. You're invincible. So we, um, so we started to head down this trail. There were maybe, when I think about it, probably 10 of us. And I was feeling lucky to go with this group because not only were they outdoor adventure types, but they were, they were the who's who cool kids. And I, so whenever you're with that, you feel like maybe by association, (laughs) I can be a who's who cool kid. (laughs) There were some dreamy guys in that group and there were some just kicking the pants, awesome girls in that group. Um, So it was, was, you know, fun, fun to do. Uh, So we, we head into, like I said, we dropped off our vehicles and we start into the hike. And in Zion, I mean, it's gorgeous apricot colored cliffs and black stain streaked sides. And I mean, just breathtaking. And you begin um, not in any of those cliffs. <laughs> you begin actually from top. It looks more like a cow pasture, if I'm going to be frank. Yes, um, I remember. With like a stream that you are walking next to trail slash in. Um, so it's not, you're not at the grandeur yet when you're starting top down. And, um, so we, we cross along and you will pass, um, there's a cabin there that's along the route Bullock's cabin and then into North, North Fork river. And then there's a first bit of narrows and a waterfall. So there's kind of all these little places along the way. Mm -hmm. And, so we go into it. It's incidentally, you can do it two ways. The most popular is actually a two day backpacking trip that a lot of people do. Um, and there's some campsites halfway through that you can reserve ahead of time and stay at. So lots of people, 16 miles is quite an ask. So a lot of people do the overnight backpacking trip. We, however, were invincible. And so we were doing the one day, 16 mile go through, no big deal. Um, starting at Chamberlain's Ranch. And then you you hike all the way through and you end at uh, Temple of Sinawaba is what it's called. There's a river walk in Temple of Sinawaba. Yeah, in the actual Zions National Park, yeah. Yeah. So you need to be fit to do this hike in one day. You need to be fast to do it in one day. The average uh, time it takes people to do the narrows, this narrows hike is maybe uh, 10 to 13 hours long. But we had our little packs and good to go and uh, started out. So we, like I said, we passed the cabin and the cow pasture area. Um, and then you start to enter some of the narrows. They're maybe not as majestic as some of the ending ones if you've done bottom to top before, but it gets larger and more beautiful as you go. When you're about five hours in, you enter um, Deep Creek campsite and then five, five and a half hours, maybe Kolob Creek. And then Goose Creek is about six hours, 35 minutes. 
Now we had been hiking for about five or six hours at this time. So we were committed, right? And um, had our packs and it was um, at this time, the sun had not gone down. We were, we were in the day, of course. So it was probably, I would say maybe three or four o'clock. All right. And as we're hiking. And what time I, of year was this? Uh, this was in the summer. So oh, it was, yeah. Pr- yeah, yeah. I think it was oh, in July. Maybe. Yeah. You had yeah. some sun. Yeah. We had plenty of light. Um, so it's important to know that as I'm hiking through my first experience of the Narrows, that I had a crush, but on multiple people and all three of them happened to be there at one time. So for me, it was like, couldn't have been better. My odds were super in my favor. Yeah. So we had, we'll call him Brexton, who's like (laughs) tall, dark and handsome, dreamy. Um, just like manly man. And then we had, we'll call him Cody and he was, um, black hair and just super smart and confident and cool. And then we'll call him, what's a, I don't know. Um, we'll call him Ned (laughs) and he was, uh, he was an artist, like sweetheart, blonde hair, blue eyes. But anyway, so I seriously like these guys. And it's not like, it's not like I just met them. I'd known them for a couple of years, which is why I'm keeping their names anonymous. And I'd had a crush on them for quite a few years. And so I was like, this is it. This is going to be the trip that I like, you know, when one, one of them over right? We have all this time to walk and chat. And so I'm, I'm pulling out all my flirty stops and Mm -hmm. trying real hard. Anyway, so I told you we were, um, we were well into the narrows at this time. Uh, We were about um, past Big Springs area, past the campsite areas, uh, Goose Creek area, which is a good like six or seven hours into the hike now. And after after Goose Creek, it gets narrow and there's no, no safe high ground. Um, this is before Orderville Canyon. So we're, we've passed the campsite area and we're kind of in a higher up area and it starts to just ding, 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 little raindrops coming down. And it's like, okay, okay, but no big deal. Okay, like little raindrops, it's summer, those just evaporated Utah, who cares, right? So no big deal. But then they just ding, 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 you know, more and more. And we're, holy crap, you know, what do we do? Like real fear here. It is raining. Did you guys check the rain, like the forecast? No, nobody had checked the rain or the forecast. Did anybody look like where in proximity miles around us, if there could be any rain or any, anything, no, nobody looked into that. I mean, I had zero clue for real. I was just on a trip with, with boys. Um, so it is, it's raining, it's sprinkling and now it's raining, raining. And there was some definite fear because we, we knew that we were in a very high stress danger situation. We were way too committed to, come out the other side or come out the bottom. I mean, we really were in one of the worst location circumstances of the narrows. It was not good. 
yeah, we didn't have time to run out. We didn't have time to run the opposite like that. We were in a bad spot. Um, so it was now starting to rain, rain, rain. And if we progressed further down, we would only be rock on both sides. We would be a little, you know, a, a mouse in a pot or, a, you know, there'd be no way to climb up those walls. Yeah. So the thought is, okay, we got to turn around and we got to rush for some of that campsite area. But it's not like, I mean, maybe further up, some of the campsites are wide and, you know, spacious or whatever, like you would maybe imagine, but a lot of them aren't. And timing was not on our side. A lot of the ones closer to us are, are rustic and kind of slammed against the cliff sides. So we are running up the, the narrows and it is raining and that's difficult to do when you are running upstream against water and the water is um, starting to turn chocolate milk, which is not what you want at all. No. And we're continuing up and we're starting to see rocks and sticks in our chocolate milk, which oh is super God. what, not what you want at all. No, it's, um, and it's raining. Yeah. So the, the water is, is rushing down, but it's, it's surmountable with, with, you know, heaving, lunging steps. We're not, it's not, you know, it's not above our knees per se yet, or, you know, it's, it's not coming. I don't see it quickly rising, rising fast, but it's very, very, very concerning. So we, we haul ourselves up where I, I want to say it was around Big Springs and, and Goose Creek. Um, so about seven hours and 20 minutes into it. And we found a place on the, on um, the left or on the north, I guess, of it, where there was a large substantial tree, no, no flat um, incline, all rock on one side, on the left side uh, cliff, and then an incline on the opposite side on the right or the north with a large tree and a bit of a berm to it. And then it kind of went up with dirt and into a little bit of its own narrow canyon. So that's why I think it was around Goose Creek. It had its own little narrow up canyon slot, um, but up on a, on a dirt berm area. So we all climb up there. And one of the guys is like, all right, if the water gets bad, we need to hold on to the the tree for dear life. And that's how we're going to, you know, keep ourselves. I mean, like we, you, mm. you know, like water and rush, like you're, you know, you're screwed. So obviously there's loads of prayers being said by all of these, you know, these 10 or so college students. And, um, uh, the, the rain is, the rain is staying. The rain is not increasing. Now the rain is staying where it's at. The water is rushing um, and we're just watching it. That's all we can do is monitor it and pray at this point. So not, not the best life choice right there. Uh, obviously there's nobody in the Canyon for, we, we hadn't seen, I don't have any memory of seeing anybody else um, in the Canyon that day. Um, you know, maybe there'd been two people that left, you know, crazy early, but they're already out or something like that, but there were no people, no, you know, way to call or know anything. So it starts to get, um, dark and we didn't bring camping gear, <laughs> right? Yeah, Cause like you were we planning were, on camping. We're 16 miles. We could do anything we want. So, um, it gets dark and we have to make the decision to camp overnight there. Um, and we are, the rain is now starting to decrease. Thank the Lord. Um, so we are, we are cold, you know, from being wet 
and we are pulling all of our granola bars into a pile to share for dinner or whatever, you know, we're just trying to make ends meet. But I'm describing this terrifying situation. Um, but as the, but the truth is, as the rain started to subside, I was, I was strangely happy as a clam to be where I was because never would Marilyn have a chance to be around three d- dreamy boys overnight except in this <laughs> situation. Oh and my gosh, that's thinking, so funny. How? Like, oh my goodness, this is so great. Okay, which one, you know, as we're dipping out granola bars for dinner, I'm like, hey, which one should I do? I want to snuggle up to. But the problem is that I'll change names. Katie, she really likes Braxton and she's starting to cuddle up to him. I know she likes it, but I like him too. But or should I cleverly? And what do I do about and And Ned, he's kind of focused on, you know, trying to see if he can with his lighter create some kind of heat. He's in a zone. He's not in a flirty zone. You know, imagine that in the midst of the flood. He's not in a flirty zone. Anyway, but for me, I just I remember comically being over the moon that I had the opportunity to sleep overnight with these super kids <laughs> that I had a crush on. Like, who even am I? My life is in mortal danger, but hormonally, I'm completely taking over. Taking over. <laughs> so um, anyway, I think that I ended up with, I can't even remember the name I gave him. Like, I gave him a C name. But anyway, I ended up cuddling next to him Cody for the night. Yeah, Co- yeah, Cody. Yeah, Cody. Yes, we call him Cody. I remember cuddling up to him for the night. And seriously, as a as an unattached girl, it was it was a dream come true. <laughs> so we had this we had this unauthorized sleepover scandal scandal in in Narrows. Um, you know, the sun, we we dried off some, and the sun came out. Wait, and- how did you stay warm like overnight? Oh. I, like I said, cuddling. It like, was just cuddling. No fire yeah. happened. It was just cuddling, huh? No, yeah, no fire. <laughs> like just the human warmth not... and prayer. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, <laughs> I'm so serious. Like hormones can take you everywhere. That was probably half my heat, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I I didn't get a kiss or a makeout session from it. The maximum was cuddling. I think the guys were PTSD still from it. But I was like, we're gonna be fine. <laughs> the next morning, things you know. What I remember, it was first light, probably because people were like, "Oh, we got to get out of here and make sure we let other people know that we're safe and alive." And so we passed Orderville Canyon and the end of the river and Temple of Sinawan. And rode the shuttle home. Tra-la-la. Did I end up with this guy? No, I did not. Did I end up with one of the other two guys? No, I did not. But darn it, (laughs) if I didn't have if I didn't have a great night with three of my crushes in a in a life or death situation. (laughs) Well, and I'm sure that emotionally it helped you make it through. And that's really what matters. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Oh, it's yes. I feel like all of my drama mountain adventures with cute men have never turned out to be like, obviously, the husband I'm married to now. (laughs) All that wasted cuddling. (laughs) Well, 
Well, thank you so much, Marilyn, for sharing your stories with us today. <laughs> no, seriously. And if you'd like to hear more fabulous stories, like ones from our wonderful storytelling sister, Marilyn, then make sure that you are subscribing, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're getting your podcasts so that you can get them every time that they are uploaded direct to your device. And then also consider Patreon supporting Mountain Mamas and those wonderful nonprofit as well as this podcast for $5 a month. Uh, then you get access to our hacks, tips, and tricks and things like that as well. Additionally, each of our guests adds some extra things, which is super cool and super fun. Yep. You just find it at Mountain Mama Misadventure Hacks is the podcast. Yeah. What, Marilyn, what kind of tips are you going to share? So some tips for a preview for flash flooding is uh, some no before you goes and some renting the right gear and uh, details about permits, how to keep yourself safe. Yes. We're so glad to have you on today, Marilyn. Thank you so much. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains. <laughs>